Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name's Thomas. And I am Harvey. And we are joined today by uh, Tappy. Yeah. Surprise guest. Yeah, she hasn't, a, she hasn't been on in a while. Well, I'm not, yeah. I wasn't expecting to be on. I just came to eat tacos. Yeah, we, we, you know, Steve's not here. We saw an opportunity to replace him, possibly, maybe permanently, you know. Where uh, is Steve again? Just, uh, he's in the Caribbean, oh, li- yeah, living right. the dream while us. On the beach. His, yeah. his co hosts are suffering in poverty. <laughs> I mean, must be nice. He's probably not having a great time. He's probably carrying a bunch of equipment, getting bit by mosquitoes, sweating mm. his ass off. No, nah, I know his job. They they probably just chill the whole time. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this week we're coming at you with a review of uh, yesterday. So this is a Danny Boyle directed film, and it's starring uh, Himesh Patel. Is he related to Dev Patel, or is that racist? That's kind of racist. racist. But he looks like that. That's also that also racist. racist? That he does not racist. look like Dave Patel. He doesn't look. Are like you not fucking kidding me? He definitely does. There's, no. You just need to look at more Indian people. No, 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 no. He has the nose. <clears throat> does not. He just have a British accent. The nose. He just have a similar accent, and you just assume. Just you sure he's, he's not his brother? I've seen well. movies with Indian people. Right? I've never said that before. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure they're not even. They probably never even met each other. Yeah. Really. I find that hard to believe, you know. Why? Because all Indian people you know, know each other? show business, you know, if you're you're in the Western Hemisphere of of uh, show business and you're two Indian guys, probably like, you know, hey, what's up, man? Give the, each other the Indian nod. This is all very misinformed by me. Okay. But, um, Fake news. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's Danny Boyle movie. It's also starring, uh, what is her name again? Oh yeah, I forgot. I always oh, forget L- her L- name. Lily James, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. her name. And we yeah, have yeah. uh, that's that's pretty much. I keep it. wanting I to mean, call her Lily. We have uh, J- Joel Fry as well. He's a prominent character, and Ed Sheeran as well. Is that a spoiler? Oh, yeah. no, no, he was in the trailer. Oh yeah, he was in the trailer. I never saw the trailer for this. I don't remember, but I definitely uh did see the trailer. So yeah, um, we're also gonna be talking about some movies that um that come from toned down directors as well essentially directors known for you know large scale maybe you know critic acclaimed oscar bait doing something chill stretching out a little bit you know doing a small movie to i don't know harvey uh, has this theory that that's a bad thing but i don't know it could be a good or bad thing we'll discuss yeah yeah we also have some stuff we watched during the week uh, other than that, um, Tappy, how was your week? I mean, welcome welcome to the show. Yeah. It, my week was good. It was really busy. I started a new job like a month ago. Yeah. And just trying to get into that. I, I heard you met Jerry Seinfeld. I did. I met Jerry Seinfeld. He came into my studio and I offered him a cup of coffee and he liked my name. Did you tell him about the podcast? No, I didn't. Wow. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, I'm not a part of this podcast and I have so? no card. <laughs> you, man, you're a, you're. A, an extension of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, you had all the time. I mean, pulled my proxy? Something. Yeah. What's the deal with this podcast? <laughs> all right. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Did, did he seem like aggressive, like his aura? No, he? he seems like a, you know, New Yorker came in, came out like within like 10 minutes. Hmm. Didn't okay. really see him much. He was kind of a blur, a giant a Jerry Seinfeld blur. A big white, yeah. rich blur. Yeah, he just came in, enjoyed his coffee, talked to the staff and... Talked about the studio and just kind of left. Because I work in a post-production house and we're going to... Wait, I can't say anything. So, <laughs> Damn, tease, tease us. I can't say anything. But that's about it. My week was pretty busy. That's that's all. How about you guys? Harvey, how was your week? Well, 
uh, I didn't meet the richest actor in the world. But is he the richest actor in the world? I'm pretty sure he is. is. He? He's up there. I'll Google it. He's yeah. like, uh, he's pretty rich. Even like on par with like Brad Pitt and. He's definitely richer than Brad Pitt. You think so? Fuck yeah. Damn. Um, I don't know, man. It's not coming up in, in this uh, top ten, dude. <laughs> well, that's probably because people don't. Oh wait a sec. Consider Never mind. him an actor. Never mind. I found another list that was actually arranged. Mm. Looks like he's number one. Yeah. He's, Whoa, he's I didn't know that. Insanely rich. Well, he said he liked Which my name, so Jerry. <laughs> Get me up there. Uh, yeah. If you're listening. Well, to this Mel Gibson's also on the list. <laughs> you should have robbed him. <laughs> Put a spork up to his neck. <laughs> should have dropped something in that coffee. Now, yeah. Tom Cruise is third, but uh, you know who's uh who's second? Shia LaBeouf. Nope. Damn it. Second? He's a Bollywood actor. A Bollywood actor. Apparently, he's the second. I actually, I know exactly who you're talking about. Who? I know his face. I don't know his. I don't know his name. I know his face. Though. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Sh- Shah Rukh Khan. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do know yeah. him. He's made like he made he's every made, Bollywood movie. Yeah, that he's I've been ever in seen. like 400 movies. Probably okay. that's probably like an, uh, that's probably like a low estimate. That man too. danced probably like over a hundred <laughs> choreographies yeah, and sang like a hundred songs over like a thousand. He's sang a lot and he's danced a lot. Yeah. Um, Damn, must be nice. Damn, the must white, be the white nice. skin of India. Yeah, but uh, my week was uh, okay. Um, just whoop. I say the same thing every week now. <laughs> I'm not working, so I'm just uh, applying to jobs and walking a lot and um, eating a lot of pastries. Mm. <laughs> um, Is that because they're they're cheap and have a lot of carbs? Well, <laughs> <laughs> nah. That's because I discovered this. This bakery near my house recently, and well, I didn't really discover it recently. I just decided to try it recently, and turns out it's pretty amazing, and it's also cheap. Are and, you a regular uh, now? I think so. Mm. I think so. Um, Do they put your order in as soon as they see you? Well, you, it's actually like you're surrounded by pastries when you walk in, so you kind of just pick what you want. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Do they know your name yet? They, they don't like, know my okay. name. Okay. Oh, hey, Harvey. They probably just say, hey, there's the black guy. <laughs> But uh, he's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> um. Other than that, I've been uh just hanging out. How about you? Um. Yeah. For the most part, same thing. Um. Uh, haven't been watching a lot of movies. Uh. I think I figured it out. I thought it was because I was just really into video games, but I feel like part of it has to do with the movies we've been watching for the podcast. They've been they've been making me not want to watch yeah, movies. Yeah, I feel the same. Um, uh, they kind of burn you out. Yeah, and as I watched this movie, I'm not going to say whether I liked it or not, but it wasn't one of those movies, and it kind of like ignited it back again. I was like, oh shit, man, I need to start watching some more movies again because it reminded me of you know new premises where you didn't know what was going to happen and like you didn't know anything about the characters, and I like that. And yeah, fucking. I was like taking the escalator up and like the first thing that comes to my face is Dora, the Explorer, <laughs> Spider-Man, and then Lion King, these huge fucking expos of, of that. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, there are good movies out there and people should watch more of them that aren't native to what they already know. Yeah. Um, Not how the general public there's works. There's some so. good stuff coming, I think. Midsummer's yeah, coming out. There's like week. a lot of great stuff. It just seems like it's just not coming. Like I feel like we're stuck. Well, next week is. I think it's just has been a long like 
early summer because like we've just blockbuster after after blockbuster i think it's like making it go slow mm-hmm. it's because you have nothing to look forward to like next week you have nothing to look forward to so that week goes by slow and then um yeah you have all these these movies coming out and i've heard about them for the last six months but nothing has come out they're all like fall or or later yeah pretty much. a couple summer ones that i'm looking forward to but we'll see um that's pretty much my week man i don't, I don't really your week is thinking about what's coming out yeah I, don't, I did some japan planning you know i'm gonna get my passport renewed this week oh yeah that's right i forgot we're going must be nice yeah i mean tap you're going to japan be nice. well it's my first time out of the country Look, man overseas on a plane I haven't been able to travel since I moved to New York because of the the struggle. Before I moved to New York, I was struggling because I had to save to move to New York. So it was just a half a decade of no real traveling. Almost. I don't want to hear it. A half a decade? It was like a half a decade. Think about it. We went it. to Arizona. Eh, the fucking desert. I mean, I love Arizona, but I haven't been able to do like an epic trip. I mean, it was hey, Arizona. Epic. Arizona was epic as fuck. I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't been able to travel abroad, right? Yeah. I never have, well, so must be nice. Uh, First of all, I mean, come from the guy us. going to California all the time. All the time, I went there once. <laughs> Where else did you go? Uh, Harlem. I went to Harlem. <laughs> did you go to Connecticut at one point? I mean, that's not. <laughs> don't. I wouldn't have brought that up because that doesn't help this yeah, argument. That, that makes it worse. <laughs> I went to Connecticut. And I went to New Hampshire. Mm. Mm. Sounds like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Must be. Did you have a good lobster at least? I, uh, no, I didn't well, have any lobster, well, but I did have. A shame. I had clam chowder. Oh, that's good. And that was like the first time I've ever had like, uh, I guess prop uh, clam chowder that didn't come in a can. Yeah. And that was that was really good. I never had a proper clam chowder. Yeah. yeah. Or, Anyways. All right. Well, uh, I guess we could talk about uh, movies, films, cinema, motion pictures. I don't know. Did, we we don't really have the game right now because Steve's been absent, so it's like on pause, right? And he owes a movie. Yes, he does. Okay, I think that's fair. Um, so so in that case, um, you didn't watch any movies, did you, Tap? Uh, I only watched the movie you watch, but I watched a lot of TV, and that's about it. Well, well that, we're not gonna hear about that. Watch a lot of TV. Yeah, you totally, can totally, a, totally, you can totally do like a spinoff of this podcast on TV. Yeah, I, I implore you to I, go out and do that, and I'll be at home playing video games. Okay. Um, did you watch anything, Harvey? I did. I can I can talk about something. Okay. I didn't go crazy this week. I only watched one movie. Okay. And it's called Prospect. Prospect. That me, sounds familiar. Let me pull this up. It, it's Great Park. It's all right. It's uh. This has two directors. Oh, I know this movie. I've seen the trailer like three times before. Yeah. It's directed by Zeke Earl and Christopher Caldwell. Um, a teenage girl and her father travel to a remote alien moon, aiming to strike it rich. They've secured a contract to harvest a large deposit of the elusive gems hidden in the depths of the moon's toxic forest. But there are others roving the wilderness, and the job quickly devolves into a fight to survive. It star- stars uh, Sophie Thatcher, uh, Pedro Pascal, like Jay Duplass, which is cool. It has a pretty good cast, actually. Andre Royo. Um, saw a few other people in this um, that that I really like. But uh, yeah, basically that's the that's the entire 
story and plot. Uh, we were first introduced to uh, this guy, uh, Damon, played by J. Duplass, and his daughter, C. They live aboard, well, they don't necessarily live anywhere, but they are currently living aboard a a ship, a ship that is owned by mercenaries, I suppose. They're not necessarily mercenaries, but they're like armed, they're like armed mercenaries that also scavenge and, and, and attempt to, I suppose, gain profits in any way they can. Uh, one of those methods is by by uh prospecting uh alien worlds and and taking their taking their resources damon is a i suppose he is a what's the word for like a person that uh like digs for things like gold and a miner yeah he's kind of like a miner i suppose uh, uh he's a prospector yeah he is a but he's an alien prospector or right. a otherworldly <laughs> yeah so it's it, it's kind of tricky but he is he's skilled at uh extracting resources specifically gems from alien worlds and they discover this alien world that has this really large deposit of this gem it's very it's very very interesting and fascinating like specifically the way that he that he extracts the gems it almost looks like surgery or or perhaps like a birth like a c-section hmm. and that's also really interesting because i suppose when you consider what they're doing to these planets and the i suppose the nature of profiting from uh from resources and planet resources it, it kind of is like cutting away part of a, a life form or taking something from it and it and they really play that up in this and it looks interesting he has to he has this really complicated process where he has his daughter seed mix these chemicals together and then they sort of burn part of the part of the like the it looks like a giant root in the ground and then he has to dig inside and he pulls out a thing that looks like a placenta almost and then he like literally cuts it away from cuts it away from the earth like he's cutting a um, umbilical cord and then he has to cut open the sack and like pulls out this out this it looks like a it looks like a fucking tumor, basically. And through this Wait, process, are they, are they pulling these out of like out of the ground? They're, they're almost like pulling vegetation, it. but like organic. Yeah, it's like organic. It looks like it's like organic vegetation, except it's the the gym itself is a mineral, and he has to do this very complicated process. It's like surgery or like a C section, essentially. Hmm. Uh, and 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 then in the end, he has this beautiful gym, and. And like I mentioned, they don't necessarily have a home. They they just sort of roam from ship to ship looking for places where they can make money, make profit. And that's something that also really interested me to this movie because it it reminds me of like some shows that I that I really like, science fiction shows, like specifically Firefly. And they actually oh, refer to Interesting. Except it's much dark it's much darker than yeah, Firefly. Yeah, because Firefly is really lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. But in Firefly there's this idea of uh, the fringe or these people living on the fringe like the fringe of like a solar system or the fringe of also the fringe of society and these people are kind of that and they refer to where they're working and where they're living as the fringe they're they're trying to save enough see and her father damon are trying to save enough money to get back to what they call uh central which i believe is probably like a central 
like a, a, a central uh, location or like a centrally home, like home populated. Base. Yeah, probably like a core or, or a system of planets, mm-hmm. like a few populated and, and civilized planets. They're trying to make enough money so they can get back, pay their debts and get back. And yeah, like the synopsis mentions, they run into some some bad guys that are also looking to do the same, looking to survive. And it it definitely devolves into a not necessarily it devolves into a fight to survive and not necessarily a a uh, a money making uh, opportunity. Um, there's a lot that I can say about this. I can talk about this movie all day. It is very interesting and. Sounds like something up my alley. It's very which what's also great about it stylistically, it's it's sci-fi, but it's also a western too. And like I mentioned, they live on the fringe, and the, the it's reflected also in the dialogue and in the way they speak. It it, it the dialogue is exactly like it comes from a western. Yeah, it's they, like a new frontier. Yeah, they speak like they are in the western, like in the early eighteen hundreds. Like west, like westward world. <laughs> I've never seen Westworld actually, but Ooh. probably like first, Westworld. First season's amazing. Second season, bullshit. Uh, up TV. Yeah, on I'm sorry. Podcast. Didn't we talk I'm, about TV already? We, I mean, we can't do that. I, I'm, I'm just kind of correlating <laughs> yeah. in my brain. Sorry. You correlated to other movies, okay? I correlate the TV show. It's a sci-fi western. Yeah, to be fair, I did bring up Firefly. Okay, we did. We're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna cut all that out. <laughs> but that is one of my favorite things about it. They 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 talk like they're in a western. They talk like they're uncivilized and but also there's also like kind of like a poetry to the to the dialogue as well uh, it's it's very cool and very uh, a great part of the part of the story and it really fleshes out this world and like this universe that they live in um the planet is also very cool uh i know a ton of it is definitely cgi but the idea of it and also how these people l- tolerate and sort of live in this world is really interesting and is very like reminiscent of of western movies like the planet is completely covered in these these floating particles and they call it i believe they call it dust so it's kind of like it's kind of like the dust of like the 1800s and stuff from like the dust bowl yeah it's kind of like that and if wow. they they have to wear these suits and the suits filter out the filter out the particles mm-hmm. and um it's it's just very reminiscent of uh of, of like that rough frontier life and um the lore is is very very fascinating but it i think it does get muddled a lot with like the exposition they 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 do a lot of explaining but there's also a lot of telling which i like um i don't know i think this is a great it's a great sci-fi and it was i think it's definitely very independent and it was impressive um for being an independent sci-fi movie for sure um how did the cgi look the cgi looked pretty good i mean they didn't really I, I think they definitely understood what what they were working with mm-hmm. and they tried to uh lean more heavily on the relationships between the characters and 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 really establishing like the the world and the and the, and the place in which these people live and where they come from but um i think i give it a three and a half out of five I really enjoyed this, That's and good. Um, I think uh, I think y'all would like it too. Like the the, the mix of western and sci-fi, are, it's really cool, cool and really well done. In this, it's something I haven't seen in a long time. I haven't seen a good sci-fi movie since Annihilation. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's the last sci-fi movie I can say that it was really amazing. 
and I've rewatched yeah. three times since. Oh yeah. Yeah. Can't help it. I put it in the background for the music. <laughs> I don't think I've seen this. I find it in a while. Yeah. But yeah, it was great. Three and a half, huh? That's okay. pretty good. Gotta check it out. <laughs> Is it streaming anywhere? Um. Or did you have to? I'm not sure how I watched it. But yeah, it it it's streaming on. I can't remember remember which platform. Amazon. It was probably Prime or Hulu. I forget which one. Probably Prime. Sweet. Cool. All right, cool. Um, I watched the movie, but there's a caveat. Did you watch half of it, like Steve? No, nah, I don't do that shit. I ain't, I ain't no Steve. All right. If I wouldn't bring it up if I watched half of it. Um, oh, it's a documentary. And I just feel like I end up being the doc guy on this this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I think you are at this point. But you know, it's important. I think documentaries are some of the most heartfelt pieces of you know. I'm pretty sure I watch more documentaries than you. You might, but you know, you're you're the TV person, right? I am the TV. Stay in your lane. <laughs> um, Tab, you watch this with me too. Uh, she can chime in as well. Um, so I watched this this documentary. It came out. Probably a few months ago, called uh, "Knock Down the House," and um, it's a uh, it's it's a documentary about various. Uh, well, I'll read the synopsis. So, it's a look at people involved with various political campaigns during the 2018 congressional election. Now, that could be the dumbest uh, fucking synopsis I've ever read about a documentary, because that just sounds like. Just a hey, check out what it's like to run a campaign. Yeah. Like that literally says nothing. nothing. Yeah. I would say that the the title of the movie has a more accurate description of the movie in it rather than that uh, synopsis. So it's called "Knock Down the House." So literally knocking down the house. So it's a bunch of grassroots campaigns by non politicians, people who are just like fucking, just like I, I'm fucking fed up. I'm, I'm literally fucking fed up. I'm not gonna go the. I'm not gonna run for. Chancellor or or cha- what do you what do you call that weird Chancellor? What do you call that weird fucking Are we in England? Comptroller? Comptroller. <laughs> We're in England? What is this? Are we in England prep? No, school? that's a real thing in America. <laughs> that's that- a, but like I'm talking like I'm not gonna run for the you know county district board of you know uh, agriculture. Like no, I'm going straight to fucking Congress because that that's where this is, needs to be done. I'm not gonna do the career politician route because it, it doesn't work, you know. Um, so the biggest person in this is probably, you may know her, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She, uh, is here in New York City. She ran for the Bronx and Queens District in Congress. She attempted to overthrow a, um... 15 years. Yeah, 14 year... It was 15 by the time he... Oh, yeah. yeah. Fif- the guy that's just been chilling in office for 15 years. Good old Joe. Was it Joe Crowley or Joe John? Joe Crowley. Yeah. Or is it John Crowley? It's Joe, Joe Crowley. It's Joe. Um, just a fucking... A, just a politician. Just this white dude. like, I hear you what you're saying. You know, I hear you, the people. And Meanwhile, going back on his plane. Yeah, and he Virginia. like lives in Virginia or some shit. <laughs> Let's like, not get political now. Like, and he does. They have the very first like primary debate in like a community center. He don't show up. He sends a fucking. He literally a sends. He just yeah. He just sends like a like a, a secretary. 
And she's like, oh, on behalf of Mr. Crowley's. Yeah, but she was from the Bronx, though, as yeah. well. Yeah, but she she was, a, I was like, this is a disaster. That was the moment I knew that. I mean, I already knew she won, but had I not known that, I would have been like, this guy's losing this race. Um, so, yeah, spoiler alert, she does win, you know. She's in Congress. I think most people know that. Uh, even the conservatives, they hate her. They fucking, she's like she's like the trophy. She gets a lot of death threats. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Um, and but it's not all about her. They do focus on a bunch of other candidates. They have one uh, in Las Vegas. Um, her story is very sad. Basically, her daughter was diagnosed or not diagnosed because no, she went in there with pain. Well, basically, they they couldn't afford it via insurance, um, so they just kind of like put it off for a little bit because they just financially couldn't proceed, and then it got bad, and then they went in, and then she ended up dying. Um, they probably could have prevented it had she just had access to healthcare. Um, what was wrong with it? I can't remember the disease, it was, but it was something an, about it was an embolism. She ended up getting she had brain a blood, dead. She had a blood clot. Yeah. And then they, oh, but they were aware of it, but they couldn't afford to get it treated or something. They well, had no it wasn't it wasn't that yeah. they were aware of it, but they couldn't even really get the diagnostics done because the insurance, you know. Yeah, they had yeah. no insurance, so they pushed them to the side. And then a few like hours later, she had a pulmonary embolism that went to yeah. her brain. Gotcha. And she was brain dead. Um, and so her yeah. story really resonated with me. I think that's fucking just one of the beauty. I was yeah. I was crying. It was sad. Yeah, she like carries her daughter's ashes with her on the campaign trail. It's just, it's fucking brutal. Um, I guess I'll, I, I don't think it's important. Do I say whether or not she won or not? To who? I mean, people uh, who haven't seen it. I mean, I mean, I, spoil- I, I mean, because if you know, if you follow I think, Congress, I don't, I don't think that's a spoiler. I yeah, mean, well, she knowledge. she doesn't win. A lot of the people in this movie do not win. Um, and it gets brought up. So I've been following this this thing called Brand New Congress. And I'm, I'm pretty politically active and some people don't like it. But it's probably one of the reasons why I watched this documentary. Um, but I'm, I think everyone should. Because it's not about like being insider politics. It's like outsider shit. It's like, yo, this is a story about people who are just like work, a woman working as a bartender said, fuck this guy. He needs to get He needs to get out. And they go and they knock him out. And that's a beautiful thing. It doesn't happen that often because most people take their they climb the political ladder and then they get corrupted on the way. Um, there's another woman in West Virginia kind of running for like, you know, just a desolate town with no hope. There, no there's, there's a black woman in the fucking in Missouri. Yeah. And like yeah. Ferguson. She was trying to take um, down a what? How many years they were their family was a reigning family yeah they were since the 1960 yeah. since and they're democrats too a lot of these yeah. people are trying to take down other democrats so it's not a democrat versus republican movie it's interesting yeah um so it just chronicles the entire process and, and brand new congress is a you know organization that is trying to prop people up working class people to just go and run for office and kind of take down the establishment so i'm already like infatuated yeah. well, by that i like this documentary the way they laid the information out Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't like the RBG documentary that I've watched, and it was a very CNN interview. Like it wasn't. Yeah, this was not. A it was not like that at all. Was, doc, no, yeah. this was a very well thought out, very 
who like whoever edited whoever thought yeah, it's about very like, very well done yeah very well beautiful done. Com- at times yeah i was worried that it was going to be a lot of talking heads a lot of like sit down interviews of the past and the future and then the present it was none of that it was a literal it was like chronological well, yeah it was very chronological. it was very linear and it was nice yeah you, you get the information as it happens there's yeah. no uh jumping around there's no talking heads it's just yeah what they filmed on the scene you they presented to you yeah so that's a good thing about this documentary um and they, they kind of bring up that like this whole movement is based off of like in order for one of us to get through a hundred of us have to try and it was sad but like that's the truth and it's it's kind of what happened like they just a handful of people are presented in this documentary, but only one of them really makes it. And well, like it was it was based around more like women she was talking about. Oh, it was all yeah. women. Yeah, it was all women. Um, uh, but not you know these aren't just like you know left leaning like you know like what what a conservative would paint as a, just like a feminist like you know left leaning politically correct people. These are all just folks like a mom. Mm-hmm. A black woman in the community, just a, a a fucking a young twenty year old. Yeah, and then like a older West Virginian lady who's like her city's being taken over by like coal companies and stuff, and everyone's poor. So it's very well done, very diverse group of people that they they present, and yeah, I really loved it. Um, I was worried that it was just it would be amateurish. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though the subject matter means well, shit, my bad, Harvey. Um, but overall, like it, even like politics aside, it was just a well-made documentary. Like I, I was thinking to myself, how like liberal brainwashed am I? And I don't consider it brainwashed. I think for myself, but like how far have my politics gone to where like I was watching the movie, and I was thinking like, how can like someone who leans right watch this and not feel a little bit of inspiration by yeah. what's happening but because that was my view i'm like like if they would just actually sit down and watch this they would see the inspiration yeah, even if they even if they are inspired they're too far in to be like oh yeah that was a great documentary yeah exactly so i went on imdb poor ratings like six point something i told you remember when i said that a lot of people were saying that it was well if you go down and read the fucking reviews uh it it's just fucking Trump voters they're like nothing new to see here just a bunch of liberals trying to give free shit out like that's not covered at all they don't talk about policy they don't talk they don't talk about giving people health care none of that's really talked they about they say it but they yeah, don't but that's not what it's about no like, it wasn't it's about overthrowing the fucking establishment and you know what? if you're conservative and you think the politicians are too corrupt and too uh they're not like small government enough. Why don't you fucking run? But there is no conservative. I'm, now I'm getting like soapbox. Now, now I'm getting like to the point where I'm, you know, exposing one side versus my own. But I have to. But essentially, like, why don't you guys run? Like, how come I don't see documentaries of you guys throw, overthrowing other corrupt conservatives? Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because you don't give a shit. Every Why'd you man, have to whisper that? Every man for himself ideology, man. Shit don't work in a society. But that's it for me. I'd probably give this a heavy four. Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed Knock w- Down the House. If you're right-leaning, give it a shot. Let me know why you think it's bullshit. First of all, they won't watch it. I know. I don't even know if... They probably don't even if, listen to this podcast. Where'd you, how'd you watch this? This is on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Um, I won't be watching it. Man, I'll give you my goddamn account, all right? Yeah. I don't understand. You're just against Netflix? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Why? I will, I will record on my cell phone. 
and then send <laughs> yeah. it to you. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll do why that. Why don't you? Why don't you torrent it, man? I don't. I don't I'll care. I'll download it on DVD and send it to you. It's very good. It's very very good. Uh, AOC is very inspiring. And it's, in this. it's a very short doc. It's an hour twenty. Yeah, super short. Hour twenty, but very effective for how short it is. Me and her teared up a little bit. Three times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually actually verbally it's started a couple. Bubble, well, there's one that's ring. sad, and then you kind of tear up a little bit at the triumph. Yeah. At least I did. I did. Yeah. It's just like. Especially it, at the end when she was well, when she was talking about her dad. Yeah. And, and also, then, oh, yeah. like when she. Yeah. There's this. There's this shit. I got. I got to say it. It's in the movie, but she sits down right before she has to. Like once you win, you got to go to like DC and like do all the paperwork. I'm sure, right? She goes. She goes to DC with her boyfriend. The Capitol. She Hill. sits down, starts yeah. crying, and she's like, "You know, a long time ago, when me, when I was five years old, my dad wanted to go on a road trip with his buddies, and I begged and begged and begged, and eventually he let me go. And it was just this five-year-old with a bunch of grown men taking a road trip, and we stopped here in DC, and my dad, like, you know, sat me down and pointed to all the monuments and, and the Capitol Hill and the house." It's like, you see that? You see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ours, you know? The government is for us, the people. And, like, the fact that she had, like, taken what was hers, like, go into Congress and make it, like, it, she started crying. It was it was super powerful. It I was, was really I was kind of stunned by that. The story came, like, 180, and it she was, like, amazing. She is extremely charismatic. I mean, I've heard her say things, and I'm like, uh, well, she didn't say that because that's going to be bait for the Republicans. But overall, she's a very inspiring person. Yeah. For somebody our age. Yes. It's, yeah. it's very inspiring. New RBG. I think everyone should watch this movie. They won't, but yeah. yeah. That's it for me. Four four out of five for that one. Solid. The four out of five is for like, you know, it's kind of a simple short. I'd probably watch it just for the AOC. Oh, yeah. man. This is this is great. You get to see her campaign from the beginning. You see how she lives her life. She shows her life as a bartender yeah. and yeah. everything. And her like... It's our private life, too. It's really good. It's very captivating. Yeah. Here's a review. What a joke. The only people <laughs> supporting AOC, not capitalized, it's obviously AOC. Yeah. Uh, are a bunch of crybabies that never worked hard. Lazy people will vote for people like AOC and get free handouts. I mean, these people are just like, it's like they exist in this extreme echo chamber with the same talking points. It's, it's out of control. It's out of control. Uh yeah, this, these reviews are, are rough. There's like it's ten one, ten one, ten one. Where are these reviews at? IMDb. Oh, so polarizing. But like that's where the six comes from because it's in the middle. Because so many yeah. people left tens and so many people left ones. And it doesn't make you want to watch it. You're like, wait, so this is a bad documentary? Well, I never listen to IMDb reviews. User yeah, reviews. They are they're bad. fucking yeah. never accurate. Yeah, they're never accurate. That's it for me. Uh, I think we can talk about a movie called uh, Yesterday. Yes. The- I was going to say, I was waiting. I was waiting for you to finish it. Uh, yeah, this is directed by uh, Danny Boyle. Let's take a listen to a, uh, a little clip. Yesterday, Ellie bought you a present. All my troubles seem wow. so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Why did you write that? I didn't write it. Paul McCartney wrote it. The Beatles. Who? John, Paul, George and Ringo, the Beatles. Do you genuinely not know who the Beatles are? Genuinely? 
And I'm in a really, really, really complicated situation. Yesterday. Oh, my jealousy. All right. What a clip. Um, yesterday. So this is uh, directed by uh, Danny Boyle, written by uh, Jack Barth and Richard Curtis. And the synopsis goes, uh, a struggling musician realizes he's the only person on earth who can remember the Beatles after waking up in an alternate timeline where they never existed. Starring Himesh Patel, not uh, Dev Patel's brother. Uh, To defend my previous racist self, uh, Dev Patel's worked with Danny Boyle, so I thought maybe there was a connection there. Um, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Lily James, Sophia DiMartino, Ed Sheeran. We have um, Joel Fry. Pretty much it for the main cast. And yeah, uh, who who wants to go first? What, what did you guys think of yesterday? You like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jack, I'm having some trouble. Some trouble. Some some technical problems. Jack Malik is a struggling musician. I forget the name of the town or Suffolk. Suffolk. Right? Was yeah. it Suffolk? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, he's a struggling musician. He is desperately trying to get his music out there and develop some sort of fan base, some sort of appreciation for his music. But every show he plays is basically attended by the people that are either at the bar already or his friends that are deeply supportive, but also probably aware that his music is probably just very bland at best. Yeah. And... Jack decides they, they that, don't tell him that though. Right? No, they do not tell him that. They are very supportive and good friends. He is managed by his best friend, his lifelong friend, uh, played by Lily James. Her name is Ellie, and and she is very optimistic, very optimistic about his career and about his music. She supports him through it all, and it's very difficult to understand why she's so supportive at first. But I think we uh, get to that point later on in the story. Jack finally lands like a big break he gets to play at a festival i forget the name of the festival i think it was latitude yeah it was called latitude latitude festival and he's very excited by that however it turns out to be just like any of his other gigs it's 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 not packed he's playing to like a bunch of kids and some people that are trying to escape the heat or something that is in the tent drinking a beer and that's sort of last that's the last straw for jack he decides that he's going to quit music uh, at the behest of his friend Ellie and 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 probably go back to teaching. Um, but before he can do that, uh, a, a global event happens while he's riding his bike home. Everyone loses power everywhere in the world at the same exact time. And because there's no lights on the street, Jack gets hit by a bus. And when he comes to he makes several references to the Beatles surprisingly quickly. And he, he soon after realizes that no one remembers the Beatles, uh, Coca-Cola and a few other things. Cigarettes. Yeah. Cigarettes. Um, we probably shouldn't have, that's probably a spoiler, but oh well. Is it a spoiler? Uh, well, I th- probably cause it was like a, there was a joke, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's whatever. a small joke. Yeah. But no one remembers the Beatles. So he has a, I suppose an ethical 
decision to make or yeah uh, an, eth- an ethical or moral decision to make and that's should he capitalize on the Beatles sudden disappearance from human history and re-record all of their songs as his own and that's exactly what he fucking does he steals the Beatles music and claims it as his own and therefore he is hailed as the greatest songwriter of all time um I was very excited for this movie. Were you? I think the trailer was great. It was yeah, the trailer is intriguing. It was very intriguing. It was very original. Something I haven't, I hadn't really seen before in a movie. I don't think it was. I, th- I thought it was very, very exciting. Like a refreshing idea, especially amongst all the shit that we've been watching recently. Mm-hmm. And I had a few issues with this movie. I think the biggest issue is. I don't like, I don't like Jack that much. If I'm honest, I think that. I, why does his name got to be Jack though? That was my thing. With well, it. The, is, I'm not is, entirely sure. Yeah, I was like, I was thinking like, okay, you know how you know Indian people or other people of other languages take on American names or English names to make it easier for people. Yeah, but they never really like flush out their family dynamic. I mean, yeah, I suppose it could be either that's not his real name and it's just like a name that. He is sort of his parents seem pretty adopted, uh, pretty yeah. British though. Yeah, they, they were they were very English though. So that is true. Yeah. Um, I suppose that it's also possible that they just wanted to give their son a very uh, easier life. Yeah, yeah, yeah a, a much more uh, on resumes. Yeah, English. Yeah, sounding name. Yeah. But Jack himself just wasn't as. Not to say I hated his character or anything like that, but I don't think he was as charming as I was hoping that he would be. He mm-hmm. he, I didn't sympathize with his character. I didn't connect with his char- character a lot. I think that he, I think his decision to to steal the Beatles songs came very easily and it came very abrupt too, which was something that didn't really allow his character to to figure out naturally. Right? Yeah, it didn't allow him to figure things out, and I don't think it lo- allowed him to sort of mull over the. I suppose like the 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 complications of 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 stealing stealing music, stealing things that 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 he that he grew up listening to and grew up loving and, and passing them off as his own. I think there there were several things that prevented me from completely loving his character, and I think therefore I, I didn't I, I just didn't entirely connect with him throughout the movie. I think that it handles his relationship with Ellie in a weird way. They. She is definitely a love interest. However, their their chemistry is weird. It, it it's like there sometimes, but it's not other times, and it, it sort of flip flops throughout the movie. And I don't think that was probably an intended effect, because towards the end of the movie, we're certainly supposed to feel something for these two characters and their relationship. However, it felt undeserved by the time we had gotten there, and his especially his feelings towards ellie i didn't entirely understand it i didn't feel that it was real in any way i agree with that i feel like Uh, it was almost like a little too late yeah it yeah kind of like the time has passed and we forgot about that yeah it felt very like crafted and like it was uh like just undeserved yeah i feel Um, like they say we should make them a thing because people want that yeah basically um and that's i think that's that's sort of like the theme of where this movie fails for me it the thing that I was most excited for was how different this movie 
appeared and how it how it how it seemed but i think that the things that upset me were that it was still very cliche in a lot of ways and it was still very uh very predictable which was upsetting yeah um Hmm. Yeah, I I guess I kind of agree. I I actually like the movie a lot. Um, I, I liked it. I don't. I didn't. I don't have to say a lot. It, oh, I thought you were gonna say you're gonna you loved it. I was like you. Really? I liked it between liking it and liking it a lot. Whatever's between those two. I liked it too. Um, I'm not saying I didn't dislike yeah. it, but I was. But I get what you're saying because like it's Danny Boyle, so you're kind of expecting some sort of spin from the norm. I was expecting it to be great, and I was expecting it to be I very was expecting, different. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Danny Boyle is known to do very grand things or interesting things, and yeah, this movie kind of feels like a a no name director rom, like a Indie. pretty good yeah. no name director uh, uh, rom com, a little bit, rather than like this thrilling like odyssey about like what what the fuck the Beatles don't exist in this universe. Um, there's a lot of things with that that don't get flushed out because it's a you know pretty short movie and a lot of it gets crammed in. Um, I liked his character. I guess I like I liked his his charisma and the way he he acted. But yeah, I mean he he resorted to stealing their music like immediately. Um, but you know maybe there's more research involved before he actually started stealing their music and that they just didn't show it. Um, I imagine I would steal their music too. Some morally corrupt person, I mean, if, but like, if China, I would have to make sure that nobody was fucking with. I would have to make real sure. That, I mean, how long would it take you to realize that no one remembers the Beatles? Because it would take me a long time. Well, right, yeah. but yeah, like, I mean, like, how many times a day do you make a reference? Yeah, to Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. That was very convenient because he made several in one day. Yeah, he made like three references. It would take me like probably six months to realize that no one remembers the yeah. Beatles. Right. <laughs> it would take a yeah. long time. Yeah. yeah. So I wish that happened more uh, naturally because, yeah, I mean, he makes a Beatles reference and, you know. In Immediately. The, and then yeah. he makes another one like in the car or something. And then he makes another one like he sings one of their songs for his friends. and Which is like, fine, but, you know, like. It, just seems, mean, like, like, it just seems convenient. But. To be fair, to that point, a lot of things, I don't know, you said it might have been a spoiler, but a lot of things maybe didn't uh, exist in this new alternate timeline. So it could have been anything else. It could have been, like you said, we looked. I think he looked up Oasis and they didn't exist. Yeah. Which was funny. So, I mean, it could have been Oasis too. Um, so I kind of forgive it for that point alone. Yeah. Um, just I think Beatles was the first thing he discovered. So he went with that. It just happened to be one of the greatest bands, bands ever. Most successful. Yeah. What well, my issue with with that whole premise is that I don't imagine people would enjoy the Beatles now. Yeah, as a as like a- they're great songs, but like I figured people would write them off as like Mumford and Sons type music or some shit in 2019. I mean, I mean they kind of like poke at it in the movie where like some of the things sounds aged. Yeah. So right. I was like, I was but like, cons- I just I just imagine though if that. He could get like mildly successful, but like soaring to like greatest fucking artist of all time. That was one of my issues with not necessarily that people, people probably would enjoy it, but the idea of him becoming known as the greatest songwriter within like a month or something. Right, right. I think that allowing it to slow down and actually have him uh, sort of 
continue on in his career and try to become successful while singing his songs yeah, would like, have been a better story. I feel like the lyrics weren't really what made the Beatles famous, right? Yeah, it was the members. Yeah, well, it was just the whole image during the time, and yeah. like the, and then they they actually went on to write some very profound and unique and complex music, but that's not what got them famous. Uh, like "Let It Be," like you know, that wasn't written. You know, they were they were just "I Wanna Hold Your Hand." It's pretty yeah. simple music. It wasn't like groundbreaking, and right. they were kind of, kind of like Jonas Brothers at at that Are you point. Comparing Beatles well, to they, they were like a they were like a boy yeah, band. Yeah, they are yeah. a boy band, but no, they were like a lot no, more I, than that. Well, not really. When no, they first in the beginning, came out, like their first oh, two albums are yeah. very... I'm mean, saying they were they like evolved. The, they were like the Jonas Brothers yeah. in the sense that like people teens would go crazy yeah. for them. Yeah. They weren't like uh, you know, like Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention or, or something or they weren't I don't uh, think anybody can read that. They weren't quite like the Stones either. The Stones were a little more raunchy and and uh, I don't know. But yeah, so I, I kind of thought that that was weird that these songs would be popular, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know. I mean, it was a little hard. I think I think whoever wrote it I s- expected the audience to suspend their disbelief for this. Oh, for sure. And I'm and like, I did. I did. I did for, I did it for a little bit, but then I kind of kept going back to like, well, kids that are 13. Beat Yo, and I saw like stadiums. fucking bros yeah. at a music festival jamming out to fucking yeah. uh. Help! I need some. That's when. Like, that's I when I took. Imagine. That's when I took myself out of that. I'm like, you know what? I don't know if that's realistic. But it's a ridiculous premise. I don't really know how else you do it without making those plot holes prevalent. So yeah, I guess it's okay for what it is. Um, I liked it though. I I thought it was enjoyable. I liked it um, more than I thought it was going to. I kind of thought I might like it more, I, but I went there with low expectations. Yeah. Um. I, I like the love story. I, I thought it was realistic when there's that part in the, the train station where I think any other rom-com would be like, you know what? I'm canceling the, the meeting. I'm canceling the meeting. You know what? This is true love. Yada, yada, yada. I liked how realistic it was. He's like, fuck, I gotta go. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. do this. So he just left, and I like that realistic touch. And um, But, of course, it kind of gets weird yeah. later and more trophy well, um, got lost and i forgot about it right and i wish I there was more like sci-fi elements does that make sense like, like i wish that there was more of like a like i don't know what do you mean like an explanation for something for what happens or not like really a, an explanation but like it more of a twisted plot maybe of some sort right instead of becoming like a rom-com type movie uh, yeah end it like that yeah like yeah. almost like a black mirror type thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah. Seems like an extended I can't, black I can't mirror tell episode. you. I can't I can't write the movie for you right now, but I'm saying I'm not, I'm not trying to gloat myself and saying I could have made a better movie, but yeah. That's what I was like kind of hoping for. Right, yeah. Cool. I, I thought I thought that that might be a thing and yeah, I suppose that it could have been more interesting. It could have I think that there wasn't enough in this to sort of separate it from what I was expecting or from what I yeah from what I was expecting while watching it and that was disappointing I don't think it really becomes much more than like a a love yours story for the most part Mm. you have this guy that's chasing this 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 career this this like career as a as a star and as one of the most important and famous people in the world but 
it simply boils down to a story of love with you, what love what you have basically and i thought that it could have been a lot more than that um so that was that was just dis- disappointing but aside from that i do think that it has some 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 nice humor and some solid performances and the music is great it's very it's very charming he has a great voice own. he does have a really a, nice voice yeah, he does i was like wow i was not expecting that i was yeah I, w- I wasn't sure if he was gonna do all the singing yeah but it seems like he does and it's great yeah it's he's talented for sure if nothing more it, it is just nice to listen to Beatles songs for two hours yeah it's not like Bohemian Rhapsody where it's just like a karaoke session. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that was not, yeah, that wasn't enjoyable at all. But. The one thing I was afraid is like they were going to montage this whole thing for some reason. I, yeah. I thought there were going to be like more montages of like his I mean, there life. There some, but. Yeah, but I thought it was going to be like overwhelming flashbacks or something from the premise of the movie. But I'm, I'm kind of happy that it didn't do that as much as I was expecting. But, you know. I don't know. I I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was gonna like. I it. was I wanted to hear a revolution. He wrote it on a sticky note, but he never played it. Yeah. Um, I I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't. It's too, a cute little movie. It I wasn't I very was, Danny Boyle. I feel like I didn't like the way it ended, though. In my opinion, Danny Boyle I didn't did, either. I did not like the ending. Yeah, I was, I was hoping it was going the way that I thought it was going to, the way it was kind of pointing. But then it didn't. It started slowly not happening in that way. And it seemed like, a little amateurish for Danny Boyle. Yeah, I don't know if he's paying the bills here or he had a passion for this to was, direct it. There's something know. weird and abrupt that yeah, happened that, that made weird. it. Yeah, it was for a movie that that lays out these circumstances, these like crazy out of this world circumstances. Right. It ended very normal. It, it, it ended just. It's it's not. Uh, it was not exciting. It was not. It, it was, ended it on was, a montage. It, was, it ended in a very boring. Also, way. Also, this is a spoiler, so I can't say it. But don't say it. Yeah, fuck. I was just saying, like, what? talking about a particular scene. No, I was talking about the, the ending water. and like oh. why nothing. This certain thing wasn't explained, but I'll refrain. Yeah. I wish the supporting cast too. I like liked those characters, but I felt like they were definitely underutilized. I agree. In a big way. I forget the name of his friend, but I Rocky? really Yeah. I like that dude and I feel like he was Rocky Yeah, was he great. was good when he was in it. Yeah. yeah. I think he had a he had one moment specifically that I thought was pretty great. It was kind of emotional when he's opening the door for him oh, and, yeah. and he says something and it that could have been so much better if we had established like a, a better relationship between Rocky and and Jack and also just explored yeah. Rocky's characters Rocky's character more and, and and made him less of like a caricature. He that could have been a that could have been a beautiful moment. Yeah, they just kind of assume that you should know that this person is there and he's going to be yeah. this person, and it didn't make it. It didn't feel natural. Yeah, all he, the relationships felt very yeah. like cartoony. Yeah, his friends that were in the first act they just disappeared. Yeah, and, and I, popped up at the end. Uh, yeah, that was that was unusual, but uh, I don't know. I suppose. Yeah, that was unusual because because you think Rocky's just going to be like a like a random character in the beginning, and then he's he becomes like much he be, a much bigger figure in the movie than you thought he was going to be, and then the characters that you thought were like his other friends, you thought they were going to be important to him, they weren't important at all. Yeah. So I think they should have probably just they should have focused more on Rocky and and maybe 
made that relationship better and and, and strengthened his character. Even L. And yeah, and L. They didn't well. even flush her character out at all. Yeah, not at all. Not her, at all. Her her relationship with him too was, which is probably why we all like couldn't like attach to her and the couple relationship that yeah. was happening or trying to form. And it, it didn't make sense because yeah. we didn't know anything about her besides her. She's her, his manager, Rody, best friend. Basically, yeah. And that did not do justice to her character. But the it, movie wasn't bad. It's just I think it's just little things yeah. that was coming up. Yeah, I think I hold the movie's more higher standard because of who directed it. But like, right. if he didn't, I would probably be like, yeah, it's a pretty good movie for a first time director. Or yeah, something. not bad. Yeah. yeah Whoever wrote it was a, it was a good it was a re- really original. Yeah, I think the the writing is good. I just think maybe like the characters doesn't, doesn't doesn't yeah, but I don't know if the plot works perfectly um, yeah. in that format. But it is an enjoyable and entertaining movie. Um, and if you're a fan of the Beatles, maybe you'll be like, oh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. So I have a friend who's a Beatle mania or maniac. Um, they enjoyed it, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think we could probably rate it. I don't really have much else to say about it. I don't either. I mean, it's a good little movie. You should see it. People should see it. Not in theater, I don't think. Yeah, not in theater. Wait till I, it comes I, out. I think you'd be surprised by my score, but maybe, maybe like, there's a good Netflix movie or streaming movie. Streaming movie, for sure. to watch. Yeah. I think I'd give it a... Lighthearted. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, I said uh, if you want to watch something lighthearted. I'd give it a three out of five. Yeah. I think... Yeah, it. I don't know. I think uh, <laughs> if the if the relationship between him and Ellie is the thing that I disbelieve more in this ridiculous story, the most in this ridiculous story, then I think that definitely signifies that something's wrong in this. Because mm-hmm. I believe that less than I believe the, all the Beatles shit, and it was hmm. yeah. yeah. There there was a lot that I wanted in this that I did not get. But I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. It's, it's just disappointing. Yeah. I agree. I'd, I'd probably give it a three and a half. I mean, a light three and a half. And the more I think about it, and like the more I get removed from the enjoyment of being in the theater watching it, it could be a three. But I don't know. I'm probably sitting at a light three and a half. Three point three. Yeah. Three point three five six. Three point two five. No, a little bit over that. 3.362. Yeah. I'm on par with you guys. A three is kind of for me. A light three. Only because I know I would never rewatch it, probably. Yeah, I'll I, I, forget I, I about couldn't it. say that it has a lot of rewatch value. And the only thing that bothers me, I think I remember one part. It was the two people that, re- there was like a two person like duo that comes in like intermittently. And those characters only come in like once or twice. If you guys know where we want to talk about, yeah, yeah, the yeah. man, the woman, yeah, and it's a those spoiler, people were weird. But no, but is you know, I'm not saying what they were about. Oh. I'm saying yeah, but I'm not saying what happened with those two. But those characters threw me off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They threw me off a lot. Yeah, they they kind of made you like. I felt like that was it a, was jarring. Yeah, I I was expecting more out of that, and but it, I don't know. Also, they asked a question during a press conference that doesn't really coincide for the following scene. Yeah. (laughs) It was really weird. It was weird. Okay, anyways. Maybe I'll go three. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about little things like that. See, that's the kind of movie this is. You might, you enjoy it at the time, like, it's fun because it's it's like when you eat, like, McDonald's, it was pretty good and then you, like, kind of feel like a stomach ache after. I'm like, eh, could have done without that. 
mean, the music is great. The I way thought, they put the music together was great. It's just the characters are. One small thing that turned into a big problem for me. Ed Sheeran was sort of like a novelty at first, and I thought that he would be a very small part of it. He was a big role. He had a big role, and I didn't like any of it. It was, it was kind of weird. <laughs> he got annoying. At, he, he, he overstayed his, his welcome very quickly. But the, his character was like this like weird version of his pompous self. Yeah, it was. I don't know if I like that. It, it was strange, but I, I didn't enjoy any of the scenes, really, that he was in. Yeah. Um, I think that the one scene where they have a competition was interesting. Like, sort of seeing, like, a, a huge pop star oh, oh. De- deflated right, right, right. was interesting. But other than that, I think he overstayed he his welcome. He should have ended at that. He shouldn't have had a role that big. I don't understand why his role was that big. He's not an Screen actor. Screen time. And I don't think that he... I mean, he does one Game of Thrones <laughs> episode and he thinks he should be in a, I mean, full, a feature length. I don't know. I don't know who decided that, that was a Boyle, good... Danny Boyle, explain yourself. I don't know who decided that was a good idea, but his it, he he just he didn't add anything. Nope. Like the, the hey not dude shit was... He added a ginger. It was not funny. It was... It was it was boring and yeah. It was also in the trailer. Yeah, which is why it's a super light three for me. Yeah. Mm, nothing more, nothing less. I don't think it's gonna change over time. We'll never watch it again. <laughs> it was nice to hear the Beatles. It was nice to hear the Beatles, and it was yeah. nice to see. Makes me want to listen to the album. I yeah. did. Did you I, immediately after yeah. I left the theater? I started. Yeah. Li- listening to uh, yeah the Beatles. Yeah. But. That's yeah. about it. I mean, it was nice to see something original, at least. Yeah, because there's so many movies about the Beatles. It's nice to see something original about the Beatles. Yeah, like documentary-wise yeah. too, and like movies in general. Like, there's just so many of yeah. them. I mean, in terms of this summer too, it yeah. was. Yeah, nice. Mean, to- yeah, I, I, I mean that that alone gives it like a star. This is the like, movie I, I haven't watched a movie in theaters in like over a month. Because I've been avoiding every movie that you guys been seeing. A list has been getting you then. When you kind of think of it though, this is this original though, because it's sort of like it's a franchise. Yeah. The Beatles is a, yeah. like a yeah, a, like across the universe, I, I, intellectual property, and then eight, right? Yeah. yeah, it's sort of. Did they pass the? On did they pass the um, music um, where you can like you can't get copyrighted anymore yet? I did they pass that? What's the copyright years? I, I don't remember. I don't how think. Long it's like. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think the Beatles are that old. I don't think so either. Oh, what is the copyright thing? I don't know. It's, oh. I feel like it's probably like Muddy Waters from like 1941 is like the threshold or some shit. I don't know. Okay. Just curious. But yeah. All right, cool. All right, so we got to pick a movie for uh, next week. There's two movies. There's Spider another one of Man. these fucking blockbusters. Spider-Man. And then there's a... Can we just go see Midsommar? Well, that's the other one. Midsommar. I'm so, gonna see that regardless. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, see that regardless too. But what are we headline with? I don't know. Midsummer's a really I good. I think it's got to be Spider Man, right? Ah. Uh, yeah, but I'm gonna try. I swear to God, this time I know I say this, but I'm gonna. Well, I'm see, not gonna see I'm that. I'm gonna see both this week. I'm just gonna see Midsummer because I'm not gonna be on this podcast. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna see both. Well, you mean you can go see it during the week or yeah. something, and then I'll see Spider Man like Saturday or something. But. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm gonna try to see both. I'm gonna I gotta get this AMC shit rolling. I gotta use, I gotta abuse it more. I mean, I love Zendaya, but mm, yeah, not not in the mood. That's what you go to see Spider Man for. I mean, she's in. I love her. <laughs> yeah, that's she, what that's yeah. why I'm seeing Spider Man. I like I like Spider Man. I, I like the it's Spider-Man like the franchise. Only, I like Tom Holland. Is that his name? Yeah, Tom Holland. Is that his name? I like Tom Holland. Is that his? Name? <laughs> I like that young man. I like him as a Spider-Man. I think he's the best Spider-Man. He's very charismatic. I like him. Yeah, well, to me, Spider-Man was always like witty and spunky and young. And, and I feel like he fits the profile more than the other two Spider-Man. He just seems like a kid, too. And 
Which he should be. Yeah, the other yeah. two that weren't like kids. I mean, Toby McGuire was kids, a little. Really. Toby McGuire was not believable. That's like you're yeah, like you're a, like a thirty year old man playing seventeen years old. Like, that's making no sense. Well, not only that, it's just his demeanor. He was very like timid and shy. It seemed like. Yeah. His personal life. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So I guess we'll spider it up and midsummer it up. All right, cool. Uh, so I, this topic, I don't know if you guys have anything to bring to it. Nope. Um. But essentially, what sparked the idea of this topic is Danny Boyle does a lot of bigger movies. Um, and every now and then, a large, well-known, acclaimed director will just tone it down a little bit and just put out something that like, not a lot of people are going to see, something a little small, almost feels like an indie film. So I feel like, uh, I think this is a good thing sometimes. But as we just found out during the review, that this could be a bad thing. Like with Danny Boyle in this movie, like not that the movie's bad, but this movie does not like feel like a Danny Boyle movie. And it just kind of feels like he's just doing something small for the hell of it just to kill time. Um, but I think there are instances where it's good and bad. Um, I don't know if you have anything, Harvey, but I know you're saying something why it might be bad, but I, I got something. Go for it. What, what do you got? Why don't you go first? <laughs> I'm afraid you're going to pick mine. Really? Yeah. Okay. If you're afraid I'm going to pick yours, why do you want me to go first? Because I want to know if I need to like frantically look for a new one. I was thinking about M. Night Shyamalan. Okay, you didn't pick mine. And his career? Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan did some pretty, some pretty big features, not only in terms of of budget and and also... Yeah, and in terms of uh, blockbuster numbers, but in terms of the subject matter, in terms of scope, he did some pretty big things, and I think he took a few missteps, and he went too big, and he started doing Avatar and shit like that. <laughs> right. Uh, that was bad. After Earth, he started doing things that probably weren't really in his wheelhouse, and he got a bunch of bad reviews because of it and he probably lost some opportunities to make his reputation is definitely smeared quite a bit so he he took a step back and he came back with a found footage movie the visit which i enjoyed and it was the first m night Shyamalan movie that i actually enjoyed in like three to four movies so so in this situation he reeled himself back in from in ridiculous insanity i think so especially like again, in terms of scope, I think people view found footage movies as being sort of simplistic, and and I would agree to, I would agree to a degree, and I think that it was definitely something that he probably used as a confidence booster for himself, uh, a way yeah. to a way to create a a horror story, but in a very contained and and uh, I suppose like restrained manner. So. He sort of had a fail safe, and I think it worked out for him for the for the most part. I think that what's the other movie that he did? Uh, the, the new one? Yeah, the ones with Jam- the one with James McAvoy. Uh, uh, Split. Split. Yeah, I enjoyed Split as well, but I also think in terms of scope as well, I think Split was also very self-contained. I think that not self-contained, but just contained. I think that it allowed him to focus on a. F- a few amount of characters and and a story and really flesh out those without worrying about these extravagant 
uh, genre defining elements and things like that. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. After Earth and Avatar were pretty big in terms of scope, and I think right. that Split was much more simplistic. Yeah, well, it seems like he was a small-time movie maker. He made some really good movies that became very acclaimed, like, you know, starting with The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Um, And then I think he probably was, like, moving up that ladder where he's going to make bigger movies, and he kind of... Fucked it up. After years and years, it's just like, yeah, I got to I gotta go back. I got to tone it down and go back to who I was, I guess. That's probably what he did. Uh, I did not like Glass, but, yeah, I get, you know... I didn't like Glass either. Yeah. So I don't know Did what's I happening. Glass? I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember either. I liked Split. Um, Split is nice. And I yeah, like The Visit. I didn't love it, but I liked it. I've not seen The Visit, though. I need to watch it. I haven't watched that either. It's pretty. It's nice. I tried it's to solid. rewatch The Village the other day, and I'm like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> can't do it. Hmm. Okay. I think that. I'm so I'm curious what he's going to do next. I think he's going to. He goes big again. He's going to make some Instagram <laughs> live videos. And he's going to be like, let me get my confidence back up. Or he does like a Sailor Moon vi- movie. Yeah. No, stay away from that. <laughs> stay away from that. That would that. be it interesting. Might. Stay away from that. I, I want to see that, actually. I mean, I would love to see a live action Sailor Moon movie. But just Directed not the by Sail- M. Night Shyamalan? Oh, that'd not, be not, crazy. No, not I by M. Night. I want to see that. That'd be I crazy. <laughs> I'm trying to fuck the like, universe Like, which one up. is he going to do? Like, the crystal version or the original? Like, I just want to know. I would hope the original. I hope. You never know with M Night. It's like a coin. Um, I have a situation that's quite different from yours. Mine is not so much a uh, a director that does big movies like blockbusters, but he does types of movies that root him in a reputation of being that guy who makes those movies. Um, and he has one movie that to me just doesn't. It just sticks out like a sore thumb to me. And that's Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler. Mm. So the the Wrestler is a movie that like, if you watch Darren Aronofsky films, like what, I mean, what comes to mind in terms of themes and, and what he does? To me, it's like sometimes challenging, sometimes mind bending, sometimes dark. I, I see a lot of like dark themes in his movies. Um, you know, when you think back to like it's very thematic too, Black Swan and. Um, Pie. pie, pie, and then there's yeah. a Requiem for a Dream. Requiem for a Dream is a very heavy movie. Um, subject matter as well. And mother, as mother is mother. just absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Uh, it, and then when you when you bring up the wrestler, I mean, it it, it almost doesn't even feel like it's the only the, movie that I haven't watched out of all those you just said. It, it's interesting because he it it doesn't feel like any of those other movies. He he tones it down. It's shot on a sixteen millimeter, and it looks very just indie and. There's nothing happening. It's just a fucking simple slice of life about a washed up uh, wrestler played by Mickey Rourke. And it's heartfelt and it's emotional. It's human. It doesn't feel like it's not challenging the audience unless it's like challenging you like emotionally to feel bad for the guy. Um, But it's not doing anything like, oh, shit. Or like, oh, damn, that's what's happening. Like, it's just a simple movie and it's beautiful. And yeah. I I think it really proves his chops. I think Darren Aronofsky has some chops. He can do... Like, the fact that you can do that and Mother. Yeah. There's not a lot of directors that go that far. Polarizing, too. Yeah. Not, not a lot of people have that kind of range, right? No. I feel like if you look at, like, Gaspar Noe, right? Like, 
he he has a lot of challenging elements in his film. But they're kind um, of like but on he, but he par with everything he right, does. Right, but he doesn't yeah. go, he doesn't stop in the middle of it and make The Wrestler. <laughs> it's just not his style, right? And so that's why I think Darren Aronofsky is unique in that. Um, I've, It's just range. I, I would call it directorial range. It's just, uh, if you have not seen The Wrestler, Tappy, I know you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. You have to see it. I mean, it's just. I, I watched part of it while I mean, you I'm a little it. biased because Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen wrote a song yeah. for it. But I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, it's so powerful. And yeah, warm. I think it's one of his better movies. Um, you think so? And it, I think yeah. it's one of his best well, movies. I, I obviously love it because it's made for me. And it's, <laughs> it is unusual because it's not in his style at all. Did it's, you guys cry? Oh, I cried a little bit, yeah. They were close to crying. Oh, it's not nice. like an overly sad movie where there's a lot of like, it's pretty simple and Do I, would I feel empty at the end of this? It's movie? The ending, it's oh the ending. Right yeah, oh. that that does like it does make you feel empty. It kind of does a little bit actually. I, I can't like give that. Away, I can't give away the ending. I like that in nothing movie. happens, but it's just like makes me feel human. You just take in the scope of his character and you go, "Well, fuck." Um, I, need be, I need to prepare myself. For you this. need to watch this. I don't. I don't know what we got to do. We need to develop a system like we talked about. But you have to watch this. You can't wait. I'll longer. watch it. I'll you, watch it. I'll eventually. watch whatever you want me to watch. Just pick a movie for me. I'll watch it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a movie, right? What happened? Oh, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm TV. Not, yes, it does have to be a movie. Watch three episodes. <laughs> I'm not fucking watching three episodes of anything. Criminal Minds. I already watched three episodes. You were playing on your sweat. Anyways, it's not about our domesticated life. <laughs> um. The wrestler, yeah, check it out. Cool. Have you ever seen a one trick pony? He's just a broken man. He's just he works at a fucking like Walmart deli. I mean, it's just oh. Someone should make a movie about the public deli. If you so if you're if you're curious, everyone should watch the trailer for the wrestler. It is just I've watched the trailer for the. Wrestler. It is just heartwarming. Just the trailer alone is a nice little indie heartwarming movie. Cool. So yeah, Darren Aronofsky, I commend him for the chops that he has to make me feel that way and then make me watch Mother and feel another way. And Black Swan, which I do not like. I'm like the only person that does not like Black Swan. When you told me that, it was a little weird. I mean, I understand, I understand why you don't. But I can't even remember why at this point. I know I had a really strong opinion on it at one point. You should probably rewatch it and see how you feel. <sighs> I don't know. I think the ambiguity didn't work for me. Okay. But yeah. That's it for me. Taps, did you think of anything? Or did you I not kind of partic- did because I was thinking about this. Sh- it was, okay, so I was thinking about this particular show. And and this director came to mind because I recently just watched a movie that became like one of my favorite movie, top five movies of my life. And that's bold is David Fincher. So he directed seven, if you didn't know. And he did a lot of movies like The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Zodiac, um, Panic Room, yeah, we, we Fight know. Club. You know, you know David Fincher. He's made every yeah, movie that is like made. a staple. But for the reason why I chose him is because he started de- delving, dropping shit over there. Don't tell me you're going to do a TV show right now. Well, it's because he, I have to. He started like <laughs> no, he don't. started like go going down this weird path. I mean, he the last movie he did was Gone Girl, which was kind of weird for me because I watched it and I didn't like it at all. I like Gone Girl. I didn't like it. You're lame. But but then but the <laughs> reason why I chose him was because of Mindhunter, the show. But I don't understand. How is no, this? Beca- because David Fincher doing a TV show was an amazing thing to me. Right, but I mean, isn't it kind of like Finchery? 
yeah yeah but it's not like the way you what, what would you think it's not like how he does i mean it's psychological it's about like seven like, yeah like seven but it's like <laughs> but i mean like but it's just it's just weird like david fincher doing a tv show yeah, i guess uh, in terms of scale it is different it's yeah different. it is turns of scale He's doing episodic yeah. like yeah. watching david fincher do an episodic thing is like cool but is he toning his style down at all or? no it's like it's like it's as far as action yeah but I think the writing it was amazing, like the like that way they keep the tempo in each episode is kind of like very infatuating to watch on screen. I, think I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would watch, but it has, it's has very a infatuating. TV show in it, yeah. so I can't. But it's not long. It's a short, short seasons. So it's mm. it's really interesting to see him like direct a TV show and keep the same like tempo. Well, I the mean, whole time. like a lot of directors will go on like True Detective and direct an episode too. But yeah, but they they don't go for like full seasons. I guess so. Yeah, it's like just. It's I mean, I'm only gonna let that pick slide because you're a guest. Yeah, but that's my pick. But I mean, Steve was picking that Crucified. I mean, I mean, you talk about do the about, right film you crucifixion. About, you, you, you talked about like directors doing something different. Well, I meant like toning down their. I mean, he kind of toned down. It wasn't like it's not like on a scale in the sense of it's not like TV show. TV shows are beneath movies. Yeah, but it's like toning (laughs) toning him down as a director as well. I guess so. Yeah, because I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Yeah, it toned down the way he like wrote and direct because it's not like how David Fincher and his like how he is in like action. It's not super actiony. It's more psychological and like more like vocal and how they do things. So it it was different. If you watch it, you you'll see what I mean. But I am just a guest, so I got to pass. No, you're goddamn right. All right, cool. Watch the show. I'll, I'll watch Mind it. Like, I, I, like, if everyone, anyone, you ever seen the movie Old Boy? Yeah. You know how he gets locked in a room for 10 years? Yeah. If anybody ever does that to me, I'll probably watch all these shows. Yeah, you kind of have to. <laughs> you kind of have to have feel like, like you have a get, life. If they give me Netflix, I'm like, you know what? Well, Netflix is the best. That, this ain't that bad. Netflix is probably not the shout, best. Shout out to Old Boy if you haven't seen the Korean, not Talk the, about that not the spikely one. What, that, is, what has he done? Uh, lots of shit. Similar to Old Boy, I think. I haven't watched anything besides Old Boy from him. He's has got like an entire revenge trilogy. Um, but that's it for us. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, check out our YouTube. We just dropped a video uh, a couple days ago, uh, or maybe yesterday, with our Toy Story Four review uh, in video form. If you like, if you're anything like me, you kind of chill on YouTube while you're working and just pull up a video to play in the background um yeah so you can see like clips with some context of what movie we're talking about uh do the right film on youtube we also have a, a facebook and instagram and do the right film underscore podcast and we also have a, a website do the right film.com nice yeah yeah i've never visited check it out <laughs> tell your friends bring your grandma by yeah um. Tell Jerry Seinfeld if yeah, you see actually, well, yeah. Well, you guys Jerry say he gave us a cards, and I just fan it out. Here, at the take desk. that card and give it to Seinfeld. Yeah. Okay. He, I don't think he's ever coming back. So <laughs> he's like, I'm done with you guys. Yeah. I remember when you used to serve at a restaurant, and we sat oh, next to fucking uh, John Luisiamo. I know his order still in my head. Um. And I <laughs> were you with me, Harvey? Yeah, I think you, so. you, you were there. Yeah, I've seen I've seen him like twice there, which is weird. But he you, loved yeah, that yeah, place. You, I, and I served T.J. Miller there too, which is also weird. I mean, it's um, Greenwich Village, so yeah. I guess that would be the place to serve movie stars and shit. Yeah, I remember the whole time I was like, "Should I give him my fucking podcast?" And I, I was like, "I was like, don't." I should have gave it to T.J. Miller because I feel like 
He was very talkative yeah. to me. I don't think T.J. Miller is the person to give in. I know. <laughs> I, he's very irresponsible, but like, if, if anything, just do it to do it, right? You should just stuck it with a check. Clip it. T.J. Miller was very socially awkward, but um, it, he was talkative, and he, he was down to talk to me. So I mean, John Leguizamo was really talkative, too, when you're a server, Isn't but not when Leguizamo? you're just like a... Is it? I don't know. Leguizamo? Yeah, it's probably Leguizamo. You know what? Leguizamo. I'm not Hispanic. I said it like an Italian. Leguizamo. Leguizamo. She folded her hand to Leguizamo. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Any I closing will. statements? Bye, guys. Uh, <sighs> have a happy 4th of July. Did you guys watch the de- Democratic debate closing statements? Anyways, have were, a happy 4th of July. They were fucking bad. They were fucking bad. Dude, I didn't you gotta watch, watch it. Joe Biden. I haven't watched it. You gotta watch this crazy woman, Marion Williamson. Well, he did say something crazy. Ma- Marion Williamson, said- she's like this fucking hippie lady from Texas. And let me tell you, sister, we're gonna beat Donald Trump, and we're gonna beat him with love, <laughs> dude. It was. I was like, dude, we're gonna lose. Like, Dem- all, Democrats are gonna lose. This is a fucking clown car. I mean, there was a meme going around with like Joe Biden saying, "I will beat Donald Trump oh, yeah, they out asked of the him, office they asked when him, I like, take office." What, what's the first thing you're gonna yeah. work on when you take? office or if you take off beat Donald Trump like bro yeah. you beat him already that's the it question makes no sense. the premise of the question is us, you beat him already us knowing how time works that means he ain't got no fucking ideas all right yeah anyways um thanks for listening everyone have a happy 4th of July yeah happy 4th of July America we need a catchphrase <laughs>